Welcome back to another episode of FinTech Walkabout. I'm Will, uh, where we're deep diving into the experiences of interesting people in the world of FinTech and cool businesses, joined by two guests for the first time, um, Will and Pete from Tread. It'd be great to get just quick introductions from yourself. Who are you? What is Tread? The works. Yeah, cool. So I'm Will, one of the co-founders. Um, Tread's been brought out the thing that like money has a massive impact on the planet. You know, whether it is through where your money's kept, but also what you do with that money. And there isn't really a, a, a fintech out there that helps you do both of those two things. So that's what Chess has been born out of, and what we're actually here to do, we're here to make money work for both people and the planet. So we do two things. So one is that um, we're a green debit card and a green banking platform. We don't invest in fossil fuels, I think it's really important. Um, instead, we invest a lot of money in tree planting. So what that actually looks like is we're the first carbon neutral banking provider in the UK. Um, we're very proud to say that. The second thing is that people wanted a um, support to be greener. Um, so we do three things on that one. So one is that uh, we help people track the impact that they're having. So whether it is through the Tread debit card or we actually use some open banking, and we can give people a view of what the impact that they're having. The second thing is that people wanted support to be greener. So it's all right tracking your footprint, but what do you actually do about that? Mm. So um, we help people reduce that. So we've got, I think, 70 different brand partners we work with now. Um, that helps people um, reduce their impact. And then the third one is we also integrate carbon offsets into the platform as well. So it's a bit like a green monzo with a Fitbit for climate change. He's done that before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, the yeah. man on a messy comms. Yeah, so I'm Pete. Um, we've been going for like three years officially now, but in earnest about two. Uh, but we've known each other for a few more years than that. So we've been actually met in university 2011. Um, worked out quite quickly that Beyond a friendship, we could probably do a business together as well. Mm. Um, but it was his idea that we had, you had about three and a half years ago, sat me down in a pub in the Lake District one night, which nice. is where all good ideas should come from, um, and pitched it to me and I said, you know what, great idea, let's see whether we can make it work. And here we are. Brilliant. Probably a couple more beers so I can tell the true story of where Anton was born, but... Go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, so, from university, what were you guys studying and then into consultancy what was the what was the gig there yeah so we studied mechanical engineering and mm-hmm. um, I remember the first lecture the lecturer said I hope we're not I hope I've got 80 people that are about to become bankers and <laughs> financial advisors <laughs> and we all thought oh no we're here for the engineering three years later three years four years it was four years of course um sorry study that enjoyed it like it, it's it's very analytical um you learn to problem solve and that's the whole point which naturally moved us on to consulting. Um, so we both worked as operational consultants, which means you can be sent into quite literally any business. And we did, I did, we did between us, hospitals, aircraft carriers, supermarkets, a clothing chain, an olive factory, uh, railways. Call centers. Call centers, like so, so different. Mm. Um, but always given a problem to solve, um, which we spent like a decade between us doing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where Will's idea naturally progressed from how do you make olives not hit the floor and go in a pot to how do you start solving climate change and specifically through the lens of an individual. Okay, and so how did you, like what specific learnings did you take away to then trigger that shift into not just carbon neutral but financial services as Yeah, well? <clears throat> so the, the, the whole idea came from we used, like the whole thing was around using data to basically make people make better decisions. What that led to was 
I wanted to, we wanted to apply ourselves to something that was like a bigger problem than just, you know, olives falling into a pot. And then so we said, right, well, where should we focus in the climate space? Should we help you know, vertical farming? Should we help airlines? Should we help whatever it was? Mm. Um, I mean, I actually couldn't, we didn't know the answer. So yeah. which one is the biggest of those issues? And so um, it then became quite apparent that, you know, I didn't know my carbon footprint, no one else did. Um, and then the whole thing basically spanned from that transpired that the easiest way to get like an automated reading of that is through your financial um, transactions and what, what you do where you buy it how much you're buying etc and that then led to <clears throat> some early interviews there was a really rubbish excel that we built yeah. uh, <laughs> pulling bank statements and then from then it went to well, why can't i bank with you rather than just like tracking you know, impact okay that's then expanded into like we're, the, we're a green neo bank yeah um Kind of growing arms and legs very quickly, hasn't it? <laughs> Scope creep, I think yes. you call it. <clears throat> Took its uh, a life of its own, I suppose. Yeah. It's funny because that's it's very similar to how we started AppTap. Um, a rubbish Excel? Yeah, terrible. Terrible <laughs> Excel. Actually, a Google form in our instance that's oh, just kind of like yeah, fed into the, then it's a really horrible Excel. Um, but no, we, we looked at kind of how do we help people improve based on their spending, but took it from a budget lens and then into what actions specifically can we help mm. people take so cancel switching signing up that sort of thing um started by just telling people to like stop taking an uber and take the bus instead and like all of these people on the street being like well i wouldn't use that <laughs> that sounds awful you're just like abusing me um so that's that's how we've honed in on kind of the actionable steps but running a fintech is hard enough mm. by itself uh running a carbon neutral fintech how's how's that going because that that's i mean there's two whole kettles of fish in that, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, it was part of our strategy from day one, which I think has benefited. Yeah. We're not a big ship trying to change tracks. Um, we put the right building blocks in place from day one. Mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is uh, the first bit of code we wrote, we made sure it was not only efficient code in terms of speed, performance, but it was also, it was also carbon friendly. Uh, our tech stack we chose minimized the energy that we would be using. Um, and it's things like that, policies that we put in place, the people that we hired, they all tend to have a very similar um, motive when they join Tread. Mm. So it's, it's definitely not easy. It's slightly easier when you know you're gonna do it. Um, you just and commit. Yeah, you commit, you commit. And there's frameworks we've used away, along the way. So, you know, we publicized that we're B Corp pending and on the road to become fully fledged B Corp. That framework's really helpful, yeah. um, just to make sure that uh, you're not just getting the E of ESG right, but the whole bank shoots. Um, yeah, so we'll keep on going like that. That's Have you it. thought about it at AppTap? B Corp? No, the whole, like, like, could you become carbon neutral? What you're... It's something that kind of, you know, we've been part of an Innovate UK smart grant yeah. um, and had to address that quite upfront. Mm. What are we doing? Um, so it's trying to reduce impact on our mainly our infrastructure and our, and our servers. But um, initially we took the position of, well, let's start by just helping customers. Um, and at the end of the day, I think our biggest kind of thing is technology. Um, that's where our carbon footprint is happening. So yeah. wrapping our heads around like, how do we improve on AWS? I think it's been, it's pretty difficult. And so it's, this is a waffly way of saying Kind of, but in a non-committal non way. But 86% of all energy switches that have happened through AppTap have gone to a green provider, um, which is great, right? And there's a very obvious kind of appetite from consumers to go that way. We're seeing that 
in some of the small businesses that we're speaking to as we look at new products and services, mm-hmm. um, but especially for consumers now with cost of living crisis, it's you know two bucks of your E and your S. Really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean there are some core challenges in it, and that kind of leads me on to the next question. What what were the what have been the big kind of core challenges over the last couple of years? I think setting it up. Like it's really <laughs> difficult to bring a debit card to market, yeah. especially because our background wasn't in finance. It was in <clears throat> very operational, like just normal businesses. Um, and so I think that was a very, very steep learning curve that we had in the first year. Because we basically worked in the background for a year, yeah. um, working evenings, weekends, you know, any free time that we had. Um, and just getting to, you know, speaking to as many people as possible, but that, you know, it was a, we, we didn't, we had to learn a lot about regulation, we had to learn a lot about how to market a product, had to learn a lot about finance, like just basically everything that surrounds it. Um, <clears throat> sounds like basically everything. It was. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that was our experience. We went from being like really good at a specific thing, operational consultants, go in, get a load of data, find a problem, improve it, to having to be as broad as possible. Mm. Will is Will has been our accountant for two years now. I mean, the, the amount of things someone said, oh, have you thought about this? And we just never... Yeah, of course we have. Before. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> we need insurance for that. Oh, definitely have. Yeah, we already got that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit staggering how many times that you come across that same thing, and it's going to keep yeah. happening, obviously. Yeah. But we are surrounding ourselves with people who've done it before now. Yeah. And you join networks, as you were talking about earlier, that help you because you can like live and bounce off. Bounce yeah. off. But there are so many unknowns when you get into this. Yeah. I bet, and especially the world of green, where it's pretty opaque. Green yeah. and finance, so the, like yeah. the, the regulation <laughs> that exists in the world of, in the financial sector is phenomenal, especially in the UK. But you've got to learn it, yeah. and then, and as an industry, green is very very infant, right? It's yeah. it's new, so there isn't as much regulation. It's kind of opinions at the moment, but some of it's coming down the track. So trying to keep abreast of that at the same time is mm. tough. Yeah. So what were the driving factors behind? you're obviously very passionate about it so what was it that really like triggered that I mean we're part of a generation um, you know we're all moving that direction hopefully but what, what were the kind of core triggers in that what was that driving force I think the main main thing for us was because our whole product is built around helping anyone be greener um, we then thought right well we have to be doing it and we are doing the right thing so we thought right well how many different certifications can we get to say look we're doing the right thing as a business and therefore we can help you. So it, was, um, it kind of made sense to align to B Corp. There's also an along called 1% for the Planet, which we're yep. part of as well. Um, and I think that really helped. And also there were you know, early days were things we just hadn't even thought of, that going through the questionnaire, how many different, was that 80 something questions? I don't remember right. the exact number. Um, which kind of goes through, what's your policy on this? Or what's your like new parent leave? What's your, et cetera. Yeah. And then because of that, we had to think of so many different things. And then it's also set the foundations now in the direction of travel that we are doing the right thing yeah. um, and kind of basically sets us on the right path from the off rather than to shift. How's that influence <clears throat> kind of consumer comms? Because it's, you know, it's a, you're sticking your flag, essentially. Um, no, no, no carbon, I'm no fossil be, fuels. I'm not taking this. We'll, we'll support the marketing team, not me. <laughs> That's what I'll say. It, it's definitely a proof point. Yeah. Um, it is a badge of honor that we wear and, and we make sure that our customers and potential customers know about it. But that comes back from that, the very first consumer testing that Will was talking about. 
and it wasn't good enough that we provided a product that helped someone live, live more ethically. It had to be provided by a business that's doing the same thing. Mm. We needed to live those values before we asked an individual to do it. Nice. Um, so that, that's kind of the proof, one of the proof points mm. we use to say, hey customers, we're doing exactly what you wanted us to do, yeah. so come use us. What about investors then? Is it a similar story? Because I mean, you know, the, generally, generally speaking, money in the UK is coming from older demographics. Um, who might not be as in tune, putting it politely. There's a, a mixed bag. So over the past, I think B Corp last year just hit their thousandth B Corp in the UK. Cool. Um, as it gets more and more traction, more and more people hear about it. So yeah. some investors knew exactly what it was and were like, that's fantastic. You know, there's being big investment into greener businesses. Yeah. So having that seal of approval, ACE. Others, never heard of it. Um, there's a real spectrum in, in between. As, uh, that what was the, the bit that we are now doing is <clears throat> it's almost like a two-way thing. So it's one way for, for investors to like vet us that we're kind of doing the right thing. But now actually there's more and more VCs becoming B Corp. And so it then quite easy like a matchmaking exercise. Mm. So it helps us do the due diligence on, on that like, as well. investors as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the as more and more people get B Corp certified and this goes to kind of any certification, um, do you think that dilutes the impact of having that stamp. I mean, I was having this conversation um, with a group of fintechs yesterday around ISO qualification, um, whereby so many are now getting it, it becomes kind of a checkbox for those doing <coughs> regulatory DD. And it's, you know, they end up just doing the same DD they would if, even if you didn't have it. So, you know, what is there like a, a turning point in that, so do you think? We, we have always been, we need to be doing the right thing as a business will also help all of our customers do the right thing. Yeah. So we're really happy with where we are because yeah, if everyone became a B Corp, great, like fantastic movement and, and everyone's going the right direction. The thing that we do on top of that is like we kind of supporting people to be greener. So yeah. I, I think on average we've got about a six to seven percent reduction in carbon footprints from cool. people that join Tread. So it's not just like look at us as a business we're doing well. It's like we're enabling others to do well as well. Which I think is kind of a key differentiator because your bank's so personal to what you're doing, it, it, it kind of sees everything and it has such like it can be such a force for good, it just isn't being used in the right way at the moment. And so that's why Trev comes in. So, what would you, if you had to give advice to other startups, like me at AppTap or other um, kind of eco friendly focused startups, what would your kind of core pieces of advice be besides run? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's a, a really so. The main ones would be starting right from the off. That's a kind of easy one. We spoke about it slightly earlier. Um, the <coughs> other one would be like keep it positive. So like you'd have to read far on the news. It's it's quite doomy gloomy climate change. Yeah. Um, so making sure that you put the positive spin of like actually these are the five things we can do um, to kind of shift focus away from the earth's burning through to actually this is the way we should be going. Yeah. Uh, that'd be one of my two biggest. The only thing that is, uh, we've been amazed how not open book, but supportive a sector it is. I mean, we had a conversation with our main competitors a couple of weeks ago, and both both parties were on the call saying, the amount of um, genuine advice and support you get from other businesses because you're doing a good thing is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. I think the earlier you realize that and lean into it, the better, and join that community and start getting advice, supporting other people, and helping everyone push forward. I think I found that across FinTech generally as well. I don't know if you have, but. I've been able to sit down with competitors in a similar way and have 
pretty friendly conversation. Yeah, just, uh, a couple of cagey ones, which are always, <laughs> which are always fun. Um, what's been the hardest thing to make carbon neutral or green? You, you know, you've gone everything to your debit cards, to your socks. Yes, you know, branded bamboo socks. <laughs> they're, they're, not, they're in the pipeline, bamboo yeah, socks. Yeah, we haven't gone just yet. Finance needs to sign off. I think a real challenge is your third party vendors. Mm -hmm. So we, we both, both businesses use uh, open banking. Yep. As an example, I think you use TrueLayer. We do, yeah. We use Flat. Um, but we're talking about huge multinationals who haven't yet really started on that journey. Mm. Um, and your choices are very limited. Um, so some of the banking technology we bring to our users is supplied by third parties. What do you do? Yeah. Especially as a small safe startup. Hey, we're going to have 100 cards in the yeah. next six months. What's your net zero plan? Yeah. Why aren't you changing? It's really difficult. Leverage. Yeah, so like, there's a bit about selection. So our, our, the due diligence we do on a third party is, is in, intensive, especially into the green credentials. So that's important. But there's also what pressure we can apply to them to do better. We have seen little changes. Yeah, which we've is awesome. got, yeah, we, we've actually, we had a little question at the end of negotiations, like, hey, do you want to do some tree planting with us? Yeah, you know, we're, us. we're doing it, match it. Um, and actually, we've seen quite a lot of traction behind that at the moment. Nice. So, you know, they're, they're little things. We're not, you know, we're not talking huge scale, but, you know, every little helps. We're trying to fool people, drag, kicking and screaming. That is not, <laughs> that is not a Tesco. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to do that. Yeah, no plugs for Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> So you talked about open banking, um, which is kind of the central theme of this podcast. I should probably speak about it. What? Um, how are you leveraging it? Like, what's the plan? You're using Plaid. Um, is it something that's central to the business? Is it supplementary? You know, what, what is it leading? It's actually where it started. Okay. Um, so the original business model was use open banking to pull in another debit or credit card spending data turn that into a carbon footprint and offset it. Yep. It was quite simple, way easier to describe than the current one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we realized we needed to go a bit further. But we've, we've never dropped that as part of our technology. Um, so even today we have a product feature called Tread Connect, um, and that's where you can follow that same path. So alongside your Tread debit card, you can connect as many other credit debit cards as you want, yep. pull those transactions in, and then, and only then really, you have a full picture of your carbon footprint. We get that people aren't going to use the Tread debit card for every single thing they spend on right now. Um, most people have a credit card. Most people have a, a bricks and mortar bank at the moment. Yeah. Normally the one that they use at university or just after leaving school. Yeah. And it's hard to get them away from that. Yeah. But we want to make sure someone has full insight. Um, and that's where the open banking piece comes in. So how is it, well, how important is it to, that your consumers kind of understand that? Because I mean, it, it's. We, we like to ask this question, usually ask it at the end, but does it matter whether or not uh, customers know what open banking is, or is it more about what you can kind of put on the table for you? Uh, uh, so, <laughs> um, we have, so open banking is a tricky one, um, and there's a lot of faith and trust you need to win over with your customers before they believe that it's the right thing to do. Um, and we learned that early days in testing. Yeah. The mess we, we we almost didn't have a disclaimer and we said, Hey, just give us your bank accounts and we'll see all your transaction data and off we the go. One thing you've been told never to do. Well exactly, yeah. yeah. Um and that, that uh, very few people were willing to do that, obviously. And we've learned a lot. Um so we branded it Tread Connect. The cell really is you get a full picture of your carbon footprint. 
the barrier right now is giving people confidence that they can connect their bank accounts. Mm -hmm. It's completely safe. You're not exposing anyone to that data. And most importantly, you have full control over it. Um, so it's, t it's very important to our product offering. We only rolled out Trade Connects five, six months ago. Yeah, if not sooner. Sooner, yeah. And the usage that's come from it's phenomenal. Okay, cool. People are engaging. Yeah. Is that all account information services or are there payment uh, all, only, only ask at the moment, but I have aspirations to go further. Sure. Especially to like, do stuff like top up the, top up the trade card. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, it's all ask at the moment. Um, but it just means that people can start using Tread at the app more and more. Well, what's, you know, what, what's my balance across all my accounts? Yeah. Oh, I go to Tread. Great. I'm using a budgeting service as well. Yeah. Oh, there's my carbon footprint. What's that looking like at this moment? What can I do about it? So it's a real engagement piece for us. It's amazing for our impact. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a bit of a confidence thing. I was we were speaking to someone the other day and they said that it's actually really difficult to be the main like financial hub, as it were, for an individual because you, know, you could go into your Barclays or your Monza or whatever it is and connect in your cards, but no one really does. Um, so putting the layer of like carbon footprinting on top of it means that actually there's an incentive and there's a reason why you would do it. Yeah. So we've seen loads of people connecting actually, haven't we? Yeah. And the transaction volumes are crazy. You'd probably um, say the same thing. Yeah. It's like the technology came but no one really had the use case for it. And then yeah. things like Tread and Aptat are finally finding genuine use cases for this technology that banks have invested millions of bringing to market. Yeah, for sake of a slightly charged question, maybe an Aptat's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> do you think budgeting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about that? Um, well, what is it? What are you allowing customers to do? So you talked about offsetting. Um, what, yeah. What's your take on offsetting kind of from a long-term sustainable business perspective? And then, you know, what, what are you enabling your customers to do? Good question. So for, for us, the number one thing is reducing your carbon footprint. Sure. So, um, and we, we're building a whole section at the moment of how you can use spending data, whether it is trade cards from open banking, um, to give people insight into what they're doing, how they can reduce it, um, suggest different vendors, etc. But that the whole focus is around, we're actually deciding this this week, isn't it? We're trying to go for like CO2 reduced, or like CO2 saved, yeah. um, emissions saved. On the offsetting side, we then have a button that you can tap in the app, whether you want to pick renewable energies, tree planting, building materials, etc. Um, and so we basically use that as a, a kind of reduce first, offset if you want to. Um, long, long, I was gonna say longer term, the idea is to sort of shift more towards the producing and offsetting, but it's, it's there for people who want to do something. Talk about 70 partners around reducing your, what does that look like? What does that entail? That, so that's the an early part of our app, which is all about tips, tricks, and advice so you can actually do something. Will's already spoken about how we want to avoid being the doom and gloom app that you take out of your pocket, go, yeah. oh, I'm not doing a good thing, and yeah. we're either going to delete it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we're trying to move away from this theory of we're tracking your carbon footprint to we're tracking how much of an impact you've had so far and then give you tactical ways of increasing that number. Yeah. Um, so the vendors that Will was talking about was where you can go to reduce your carbon footprint. So Will, uh, who, let's talk about an honest mobile uh, plug. Well, yes. They are the UK's yeah. only carbon neutral mobile phone provider, um, network provider. So Vodafone, EE, et cetera, et cetera, aren't doing anything on this is carbon neutral. We'll spot a transaction that says, you've just spent your monthly thing, that's kind of like yours actually. It's the future, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll spot Vodafone and say, hey, have you heard about this vendor? 
carbon neutral it's a very similar price swap to them well this is it right relevant timely contextually right and that's actionable we speak actionable because so often you see mass media put out top 10 things you can do for the planet and number one will be a heat pump number two will be an ev and you look at your bank account and think i'll see you in 20 30 years hopefully someone today on twitter that was um i think it was uk gov tweeted out you know here are the five ways in which you can save on your energy you know throughout winter um and the top response was how am I supposed to turn my thermostat down a degree when it's already off? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, there you go. There you go. People want relevant, actionable advice. Yeah. And, and, just... and yeah, coming back to open banking, it's that it's getting a real blueprint of a person through transaction data is where you can start. Yeah. How do you, what do you say to the naysayers? Like, what are the kind of um, points of contention or reservations that you get? customers i mean there's, ob- there's the obvious kind of data sharing like, but you know what else are you seeing that's a good question the main was security like, is, yeah. it, is it safe so what is it that um are there any specific pushbacks or anything that you get from consumers any reservations or anything around just the tread product as a whole obviously there's uh, you know we get that around open banking just the data sharing piece but you know, what are you getting back from customers so I, I think overall the the fact that we're a carbon neutral like banking provider, people absolutely love it. I think the thing that we found a bit more difficult than we initially thought on the journey was actually getting people to switch across. Mm. So um, you know it doesn't take much to put sixteen digits into your you know Amazon account or you know whichever apps you have. But I think that that is a barrier. Um, and so we've been doing a lot of work on how you make it as simple and easy as possible to. Um, you know, put money in for the first time, make sure that the card doesn't take too long to arrive, yeah. um, all those different things um, to make it like a slick, easier than like a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, you got like the HSBCs, the big banks of the world, <clears throat> putting 150 quid, you know, incentives behind switching yeah. over to their accounts, right? So Yeah, and we're, and we're a, yeah, an early stage startup, yeah. we just yeah. can't, yeah. can't afford 550 yeah. quid. There's, all, there's products that people will always ask for. Apple and Google Pay is our number one requested feature. Yeah. Um, we, we can just say we're working on it. Yeah. it you know, it's, it's a minimum six month implementation project with each party and you have to do it one after the other. Because one's funny about yeah. launching a product with the other one. Let's not get into that. Yeah. Um, and that's really difficult to work, to do, you know, as a product team, to hear the same number one feature requested every single time we can't deliver it straight away. Yeah. So that's a frustration for customers, because they're saying, come on, I yeah. want to use you, I really want to use you, but I haven't walked out with a card in my, in my pocket for months, and yeah. that's true. Yeah. Um, we even did, you know, we've done surveys, and the blurb at the top has said, please tell us your number one, number two, and number three top features, <laughs> apart from Apple and Google Pay, yeah. we're working on it, and still in that survey, the number one requested feature was Apple and Google Pay. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a middle. That's good. Reason. I mean, we've got engaged customers. They're telling us what they want. Yeah. And you bring them along. And you bring that along, and hopefully, it increases usage. Did you see any disparity in what customers ask for in terms of where they are? Because obviously, you're based up in the north. Um, versus, you know, a lot of our customers, interestingly, are, are in Scotland um, because of our relationship with TSB. So, you know, we get very different asks from those in you know, Aberdeen and Glasgow versus those in London who are. Uh, probably a little bit more used to the yeah pays and the contact yeah. payments and that sort of thing. I, I, one challenge we're always going to have 
in that vendor marketplace, so in those um, bits of advice is individuals would love it to be hyper-local. So I've always spoken through this story of, imagine the time when you get off a train, um, you're on your daily commute, you walk into the office, and just before you walk into Starbucks, your phone, your tread app goes, hey, don't go into Starbucks. Did you know about this independent, carbon neutral, organic, fair trade, super awesome, independent, two minutes, same price, two minutes away. Get it before the deed is done. Um, but to curate that for the whole of the UK and beyond is tough. Yeah. But we know that's the kind of thing people want. So that, that's always going to be a headache for us. Do you do the classic, let's get London first, because it's, a, it's one of the biggest cities in the UK and you tend to have lots of customers there. We, we spoke about, do we do leads? Because we're a leads-based business, that's where the office is, we can try and engage with our customers on our doorstep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's gonna be a huge challenge for so us. So who, who do you target? Is it, you know, the kind of eco-friendly millennials as of those who are, you know, have more significant expenditure and, you know, later on in life who, who might be able to make more of a difference if they got more so savvy? Early days, we, we thought when we started out, it would be your Gen Zs, millennials, it just, Exactly who you're picturing. Every fintech. That's target. exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what? You do um, And then we basically did our first, we did our first round of user testing and it wasn't that at all. Yeah. Um, and I think at that point we realized that we're not just going after like a specific geography, a specific age demographic. There's almost like this vertical that is sustainability focused. So we have like people of all ages, all locations, typically tends to be slightly more city-based than, than, than urban, but uh, sorry, than rural. Um, but yeah, it tends to be either your Gen Z's millennials or the parents of the Gen Z's and millennials that are caring about the environment. And that, and that almost like sliver um, is kind of our core market. Okay, so what's kind of, what's coming this year then for those people? And is there any, um, is there any like pressure associated with being the kind of flag bearers for you know, carbon neutral, green, fintech. There's a couple out there. You've got the Kogos and the Connected Earths and those yeah. sorts of guys. You spoke about Honest Mobile a little bit. Um, but in terms of being uh, you know, a, a neobank, a green neobank. So our pressure comes from all different directions. Um, the one we listen to a lot is our customers. Um, there is a real challenge between a product that hits the minimum usability standard and a green product. Because yeah. frankly, if a product is terrible, but really good for the planet, very few people are gonna accept it. Yeah, that was our V1. Yeah. Yeah, way back, and it was garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Straight in the compost. So, so, so <laughs> I mean, dairy alternatives were terrible yeah. and people who wanted to switch away from dairy just weren't because they couldn't they couldn't suffer it yeah whereas now the, they've got there the oat milk yeah the, yeah it's Every, delicious i think yeah. it's better than coffee but it's, that's anyway um we're at the stage where we need to hit that um like almost minimum usability that other neobanks in the uk have given to go mass market mm -hmm. that's the pressure it's all it's not this but it's almost hey team you, you kind of need to do this so i can use you properly i'm really supporting you here i love your mission i want to be a tread ambassador yeah i'm going back to apple and google pay here yeah. get me apple and google yeah. pay and yeah. then i'm going to tell every single one of my friends so that's the next thing that you want uh, next well time. yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's that balancing act we, we you know we can't just pursue only green endeavors in the product and the business we have to make sure we're hitting the other like usability 
and reach that we need to have the impact we're looking for. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit of pressure. And it gives us a nightmare when it comes down to sprint planning. Yeah. Okay. What do we do next? Uh, all, all of it. it. Yeah. All <laughs> yeah. That's mine. How many times do you hear, we need more debt? Just if you give me two more devs, we can just do this and just. It's a constant battle, isn't it? What about about a regulator? What what could they do to kind of double down on this? You know, in your dream world, what does you know the SCA, the CMA, what do they do to to push this forward? That's a really really good question. I think the the thing that we found is that. Actually, we, we've been, what's, I'm trying to think what it's called, the, the Green FinTech Challenge? We're yes, basically working yeah. with the FCA at the moment um, as, uh, in like a sandbox environment to say, hey, this is what we're doing. We're kind of pushing the boundaries in terms of the carbon tracking, which is at the moment fairly unregulated. We're doing carbon offsetting, which again, in the financial world is fairly unregulated. Um, and so we're working on sort of saying, what does that look like? How can we be working better? Um, and actually making some standards around it because the worst thing for us would be, you've mentioned Kogo, there's several carbon tracking platforms out there. The thing that will undermine the whole industry is, you know, you open one app and it's got one value in it. You open up the next one and it's got a completely different value in it. Um, but there's just no consistency at the moment. And we've been working a lot with um, different universities to make sure that it's like grounded, the methodology's good, we've had sign up on it. Um, but that kind of stuff is, is a bit more difficult. I, th- I totally agree. I think it's also uh, exposing and challenging banks' investment theses. Mm. Yeah. What's that fact you like banding around of? Yeah. So, so the. Um, <laughs> What's so, it going to be a podcast about? Well, I know, I think so, so um, if you have about five and a half thousand pounds, is kind of like what an average person has in their like, savings account. If you have it in a high street bank, it can have the same impact as seven return flights from London to Rome. I think I saw this in LinkedIn um, the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, we've done, done the rounds of it. Um, <laughs> Isn't it staggering? It's, it's, it's just because yeah. of the, like, the, you know, the banks take, take your money and the, the deposits and then loan it out to, you know, PPs, shells, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's just, yeah, we, should, we don't think that should be a thing. Right. Um, and that's, that's hidden impact that an individual has no idea. I bank. I used to bank with HSBC. If you asked me three years ago, that I, 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 I <laughs> say that. <laughs> if you asked me when I first opened that, what they're going to do with my money, wouldn't have a clue. Um, so I think there is something about exposing that so the individual can make a better decision. Yeah, and I think there is a bit of education on our part because no one really knows that. Mm. Um, so making sure that people actually start questioning, and and we've seen it to be fair that. You know, as soon as someone kind of hears that and it becomes in the news, you have to look far on the BBC, the more it comes out, the more people are like, well, actually, are there alternatives to this? And then, obviously, we're really well positioned now to say, actually, if you want a carbon neutral or like a good banking provider, like, we're the one for you. Nice. I addressed the cheeky little Slack notification while we're there. Yes. Because <laughs> if, if I don't, it's going to be like a... <laughs> the same more devs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've talked a lot about consumer. Uh, £5,000 per customer account on average sort of thing uh, across the UK, but vast majority of people in the UK are employed by small businesses and, and let's be real, corporates are where most of the money is held mm-hmm. in terms of you know where banks are investing money. So any any plans to move into kind of B2B banking space? Yes. Um, short and sweet. <laughs> short and sweet. <sweet. laughs> the, um, yeah, there's, there's a huge opportunity in two things. So one is business banking, you're right. I think it's what 98% of companies are SME, something ridiculous like that. Um, 
And so why can't we help them be greener? So because we do carbon tracking, net zero planning, carbon reporting, we can kind of automate that all pretty instantly. Um, and so that's, um, that's a huge opportunity. The other one is as well, because we've built a lot of the carbon tracking tech, offsetting, etc., we can then start actually packaging that up as a product to help other fintechs and other companies do the exact same thing with, um, with carbon tracking. So yeah, there's a subtle plug through our, we're signing up businesses to um, our waiting list at the moment, so it's on our website. Brilliant. We'll go sign up. Why Definitely. Not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, you've talked a little bit about your marketplace before, may as well touch on it. Um, how do you extrapolate that out into the world of, kind of SME? Because there's a whole lot of kind of relationship management there. Um, can you talk to the kind of problems, challenges, the, the wins and things that have happened and kind of how that might apply? Yes. <laughs> so that was an un- uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, compared to the last guest, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so there's, I guess there's two halves of it. So for in, in the partnerships in terms of who are we recommending to our customers, yeah. um, constantly looking for new businesses, whether it is you know uh, fashion companies, it's uh, groceries, utilities, whatever it is. So we're always interested in hearing from people to say, actually, we think we'd be great fit and we think we'd be great fit for them. Um, and so that's one side of it. The other side is then making sure we have the right partners for like, us as a business. Um, so whether it is through you know, helping other businesses do the uh, carbon tracking, it's business banking, and so they're kind of the two halves that we're, that we're progressing. Cool. Right, we are coming up to time, had a lot of fun. Um, question I always ask of banking, so far, success or failure? You had to choose. <clears throat> We get two answers. I, I, so, so, so it's my, my take on it is from our point of view, which is an early stage startup, I think it's a phenomenal success. The reason I say that is it gives us so much information that we wouldn't necessarily have access to without open banking. So yeah. it allows us to do you know carbon tracking of someone's entire footprint. It allows them um, to kind of get a bit of a taste of the product. It gives us a lot of information on, on people to kind of help them do the right thing. If I was sat in a large bank, would I say it was a success or failure? I would probably wear the other, <laughs> other hat because we get access to a lot of data that was, you know, their their yeah, IP. Fast. Yeah, I, I, it's not done. It's I think it's a failure so far. We're not winning. Um, you ask an average person on the street, are you utilizing open banking at the moment? You're just not going to get the answer you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll come back to the point I made earlier. I really believe um, regulators have mandated something. Technology has been been developed, but the use cases were never really there at first. And shout out to what you're doing, what we're doing. We're the kind of businesses that have finally found a value-add use case for open banking for individuals. And I, I think only when technology like ours is taken to mass market and other people come up with other good use cases can we actually say open banking's been a success so turning the corner slowly but surely yeah fair to say cool yeah Alrighty. um well for the sake of a plug while you're here what, what's coming next we tried to talk about business banking we talked about apple pay google pay um sorry what <laughs> <laughs> what what's up next um so Will's already plugged the fact that we, we do want to diversify, go after a different consumer base. We're going after businesses as well. For our customers, the challenge is to bring those, those features that they absolutely need to make tread their main bank account. And really that's Apple and Google Pay, that's safe and speedy paying out and paying in, and other like real banking core features. Yeah. 
Um, alongside of that, there's an amazing amount of, uh, there's, a, there's a turn coming. We're going from a carbon tracking app in terms of the climate tech to a, we're gonna track the impact you've had because you're doing a good job. Yeah. Just bleak myself out. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't bleak yeah. 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 You stopped yourself, that was good though. Because yeah, you're doing a really good job. <laughs> we're a fintech, you can swear on. No, we're making a change from carbon tracking to saying you're doing a bloody good job nice. and we're going to help you do even more. Um, that, it's like, that's been months in the making, it's still not done yet, but that change means I think customers are going to start using us for the everyday banking mm -hmm. and genuinely turning to us to have a better impact on the planet. As dad? Or is he just... I thought it was a great answer. Yeah. Bloody good. You said it twice. A bloody good answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What can you do? <laughs> Perfect. Well, well, Pete, thanks so much for joining. Excited to see what, what comes next for Tread. And thank you for watching another episode of FinTech Walkabout. We will see you next time.